0: We all know that he's supposed to honor and give covet to Tamil Chachem. The Gemara says there are a few exceptions to the rule. When you're on the highway traveling, you don't have to let the Tamil Chachem go in front of you, nor do you have to let him go in front of you when you get to a bridge. Or if you're in line for Maimachrayim, you don't have to let the Tamil Chachem go in front of you. The Gemara tells us a story. Robin's donkey was overtaking Abai's donkey on the way, and Abai's thinking to himself, look at this. He comes from Eretz Israel. He's driving like an Israeli. What kind of chutzpah doesn't give me covet? Yet when they got to the shul, Robin tells Abai hey, here, "Mar, go in front of me. Abai tells him, now all of a sudden you're giving me covet. says, Ravan, I hold like Rabbi Yoachanam. You only give honor when you get to a doorway that typically has a mezuzah. Yes, if a smearth doesn't, but typically it would have a mezuzah. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav, that when people are sitting around and eating, you don't eat until the person that cuts the bread eats. Rav Safir screamed out, that's not what he said. He said until the person that cuts the bread tastes. Now, tasting and eating are the same thing. The Gemara teaches us that when you repeat something in the name of your Rebbe, you should say it exactly with the same words that your Rebbe used. The Gemara teaches us proper dinner etiquette. If two people are sitting around the table and eating, and one of them gets up to get a drink, the second person should wait patiently until the first person gets back from his drink. But if you have three people, and one gets up to get a drink, the two don't have to wait for the one. The person that cuts the bread, he should start the meal, he should dip into the dips first, Unless he wants to honor somebody that's greater than him. when you cut your chal on Shabbos, do not start cutting until everybody says Amen. Now you don't have to wait for somebody who's saying an exceptionally long Amen, because it's not proper to say an exceptionally long Amen. The Gemara teaches us, there's uh, Amen Yesoima, Amen Chatufa, and Amen Ketufa. Amen Yesoima is where somebody says Amen without even hearing the bracha, the source, he says Amen because the people around him are saying Amen. Chatufa is that you don't say a comets under the aleph, you say a shva under the aleph. So you don't say amen, you say ime. Kitufa is, you don't pronounce the nun at the end of the word, you say amei instead of amein. All these three things can cause a person to lose life. Yet if a person prolongs his amen, says it properly, that will actually give him additional days. Arichas Syame. A person should not say a bracha as if it's a burden he's trying to get over with. He should say the words, nicely and slowly. Rav holds that if two people are eating and they, they're basically done eating and the third person comes along and joins them, he cannot join for Zimon. Shmuel holds that as long as if dessert would come out, you continue eating, that means your meal is still going on and that third person is mistyareth for Zimon. Ravacha says, who's mizamen, the ikev sheva the main person of the meal, meaning the person who's there from the beginning. La him that that is the most important person, the most prominent person, even though he came in the middle of the meal as long as he ate, some bread. The Gemara tells us that the list that we had in the Mishnah of different foods that people were eating, that some of them you aren't star of the Zeman, some of them you're not a of the Zeman. you can't take the list at face value. For instance, the Mishnah says now if a person eats Demai, he could be part of the zimun. Now Demai is uncertain, how could he be part of the zimun? the Gemara tells us, because... The is a mutter for a Ani and a soldier, a Jew soldier to eat. And every person, even a wealthy person, can be considered a poor person at any given moment as long as he is mafkir all his belongings and will become poor instantaneously. Therefore, it's not the end of the world if a person eats the Mai and can be starved. Now it says that if you give Maiser to a lady, you give him 10% of all your fruit, and the lady took 10% of his 10% and gave it to the Kayin, that fruit. And he ate from that, he could be even starved. What's the big chiddush? The answer is because the Yisrael never took the step one. He went out of order, he gave the levy before he took true Magdala, the 2%. And the chiddush is that the levy is not responsible for that Yisrael's 2%. All the levy has to give is 10% of what he received. What about Meisr Shani? What's the big that If somebody eats Meisr Shani that was redeemed properly, that he could be even starve? The answer is because it wasn't redeemed properly. There's another step. You have to redeem it. For face value, plus add an additional twenty-five percent or twenty percent depends on bar, and he didn't do so, and the khidish is that even though he didn't take the Chaymesh, he could still still be starved. What's the big kiddish that a waiter could be munstar if he ate a full eyes? The answer is because the waiter typically doesn't sit down as Kavesutta, he's walking back and forth and he's standing. Nevertheless, he could be part of the meal. Now, why could we be monstar a kusi? Why is he any better than Amaretz, which the Gemara says Amaretz is not part of Zima? The answer is because we're talking about a Kusi that's a Talmud Chacham. Or we're talking about an Amaretz that doesn't take Trumseh Maistris. That's why he's not with But a Kusi, since and Maistris are in the Torah, Kusim are makbed on all their races. Not only that, they are more makbed on their rises than Yisraelim. So therefore, I can be What's the definition of Amaretz? The Gemara brings a whole bunch of shitas. One of them is that a person who doesn't say Kirishma in the morning and the evening, or a person that doesn't wear tefillin, a person that doesn't wear tzitzit, a person that doesn't put up a mezuzah, a person who has children and doesn't teach them Torah. Finally, the Gemara says, that Allah is even a person who is very learned. If he doesn't serve Tamit HaKhamim, he is considered an Amaret. He says, but in our days, we are not these Amaretzim, because otherwise they'll go off and make their own religion. The Gemara tells us an amazing story. Roman bar did not allow Remed Nasr bar to be part of his zimun. Because he held Ram Nashim Bettachliva, didn't serve with Chachamim, even though he himself was a Tamith Chacham. Rava says that's why Ram Yibar Chachamim died, because he wasn't tired of Ram The question is, but why? If he didn't serve with Chachamim, he shouldn't be part of the Zimu. The answer is because Ram Nashim Bettachliva did serve with Chachamim. Ram Yibar just didn't know that. The other chat is that he didn't serve with Chachamim, but he was a Tam Chacham, He listened to Torah and he repeated it in Chazur, and that was enough for Ram Nashim The mission tells us. So if you eat tevel, you cannot be mitzitarif. What's the big condition in that? It's also tevel. The answer is, because we're talking about tevel der we're talking about food that grew in a planter that didn't have holes facing the ground, and it didn't nourish from the ground, and it's muter teet but only asem de Rabbana. If you don't take Meish shani, of course, you can't be mitzitarif to Zimon. The answer is, you did take Meish but you took it with the wrong coins. You took it with flat coins that don't have any depiction on them. Of course, a guy cannot be mitzayref, and the answer is we're talking about a guy that went through half the process of Geras. He has a mila but didn't do Tvila. and the chiddush is he's still considered a complete guy, even though he cannot be mitzayref. A cotton to Zimon, yet here's a tremendous chiddush. If you have nine people, you could use a cotton as the tenth, even if he's an extremely small child, infant, a day old in his in his crib. Rishu Ben Levi says they could be mitzayref as a tenth, a slave. The question is, if that's if that's the case, why did Rabbi feel the need? to free a slave in order to create a mini. He had nine people, and in order to get a tenth, he freed a slave. Why can't he just be a slave? The answer is, because he already used one of his slaves as the ninth, and he used a second slave, he had to free the second slave. You can't use two slaves. And how could you do that, even though it's an Aveir? The answer is, because it's a mitzvah for the community, and therefore you're allowed to free your slave. If a person gets up early, and comes to Shul, he's one of the ten first people in Shul, he gets a char, the same amount of schar as everybody else gets. Very interesting halacha. If nine people look like they are ten, they are considered a minion. It's whether they're together or they're spread out. And finally, two them, the middle that are learning together, the halachas that they're learning act as the third, and they create a zimon. Have a wonderful day.